song it turns into like an 80s disco anthem it's really really cool um hello ladies and gentlemen this is robert from the static podcast and i am joined today by my co-hosts uh typically it's john and chris but today we do have john john say hello hi everybody it's john from the static podcast and we have a special guest today because chris is a bitch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen we are joined by none of none other from we can podcast that jen yes jen. it's jen of, yeah. of minor static and po- static and blah. what's this one called static the static podcast <laughs> i'm the drunk one get your shit together i never said <laughs> i wasn't drunk <laughs> yes I'm you may remember warm over here <laughs> You may remember my references. Um, I've, for the past, whatever, how long you guys have been doing this podcast, I'm the one they mock. Yay. Yes, yes you are. Now you got a promotion. We'll mock you on the air. Yay. <laughs> and literally, as uh, Jen says, I'm the one you mock, a Windows update comes onto my computer saying, we're going to re- restart your computer in like 15 minutes. And I'm like, no, postpone, fucker. Right. Remind you were trying later. to do this podcast for the last hour. <laughs> and we just keep talking about other stuff. And then we have to dump the tape so it's not incriminating. And then we have to do a retake because apparently, and I figured out what was wrong. I turned Skype down. Because <gasps> I was like, I don't want like Skype notification noises. And then I was like, why is Jen and Sean? Or fuck, that's the second time that's happened. I'm past Sean, dude. I know. I combined John and Shen, and I call you Sean. You're a drunken mess. <laughs> oh. Anyway, um, tonight we were originally going to. It's John's pick. It's going to be John's pick next time. Well, it might not. We might do into the Christmas episodes, actually. Yeah, I probably won't. We'll, we'll, we'll do my pick probably in January. Yeah. Uh, do you want to name it or do you want to keep it a secret? It's going to be the biggest surprise in our podcast history. No, it's We're going to tease the crap out of it <laughs> for the next like four podcasts. It'll be like our, our, our winter sweeps episode. As I mentioned, when John actually made the pick, I'm like, the, the moon is going to turn the color of blood and locusts are going to pour from the sky and uh, Justin Bieber is going to do a Tom Waits cover album. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be massive. And, and then we cry. find out his... Right, because because then we find out his pick was Dave Matthews Band. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would be the best prank ever, but no, it's not. Ooh, save it for April Fools. It is, it's oh, the, it's perfect. That would be great. It's oh. the when when you start the podcast out and you hear like uh, you know, what would you say? You know, you're like, oh. So um, but- that was the worst Dave Matthews impression ever. <laughs> 
Um, originally, we were going to record an episode as we normally do with um, the with the static podcast guys, but uh, Chris has tonsillitis or laryngitis or some sort of vocal issues. Dude can't talk. Yeah, dude basically can't talk. Um, so we scrambled at the last second, but it wasn't really a scramble because we were like, we'll just record anyway and we'll just get someone awesome. And Jen was more than willing to step up to the bat and fuck yeah. So now we have Jen. <laughs> Woo! We're just getting rid of glass. That was, that, guy. Worst, that was the most poorly constructed sentence. She was just willing to step up to the bat and fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Sean. <laughs> now you're like the, a man of so many names because i call you shen they and call you john and robert calls you sean you are sean from now on <laughs> sean that from one. now on, <laughs> on radio. it's like jenny from the block only not at all and is sean from the ave that was horrible <laughs> fucking sorry sean from the boulevard <laughs> From the cul-de-sac. From the cul-de-sac. There you go. So we can't talk about the band we were originally going to talk about. Um, so we kind of did a little homework. We are we, we tried to find something to talk about for our like three listeners. I did um, zero homework. Exactly. Uh, and the two things we came up with today is, um, first and foremost, we're going to talk about how bullshit the Rolling Stone fist best, uh, 50 Best Albums of 2014 is. Um, and then also Spotify released an, uh, a link called My Year in Music where they talked about their most place, uh, played artists, bands, albums, so on and so forth. And you can actually see your own most placed uh, art, artist bands and everything like and that. And it's really so, freaking pretty too. Yeah, it's really – it's a nice site. It's a mm-hmm. really pretty site, so – um, before we get into anything else, uh, what's going on with everyone? Well, I've got a crying baby that's kind of complaining <laughs> in the no, corner right now. That's not new. No, that, we're, <laughs> my, the listeners are used to that. So. Um, I'm just going to throw you in a corner and we're going to go, Jen, what's new with you? My children are savages. <laughs> the wild pack mentality. It's a bunch of raptors in your house. It is. If, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as you like turn your back on them that's when they attack they're like the little ghosts from mario (laughs) the little booze (laughs) yeah the little booze Uh, i was gonna say like they put a toy in the middle of like the the living room floor to draw your attention and by the next (laughs) thing you realize when you're picking up the toy they're striking from both sides (laughs) or they've dug some sort of pit and camouflage it with carpet and then when i go to step and pick up the toy i fall through into the crawl space and then they just look down into the hole mommy fall down <laughs> next thing you realize they're going to be calling their neighbors piggy and trying to hand them a conch it's going to turn into the lord of the flies <laughs> i make the lord of the flies reference weekly in this house oh and then Angie's crying in, in shen's house sean's house sean <laughs> That guy. That guy. So, um, it's the end of the year. It's December. Today is December 4th. Uh, a lot of uh, top 10 album lists and uh, best albums of 2014 are starting to come out and everything like that, including what many believe to be the premier music journal, the premier music magazine of the past. No longer. I don't, I don't 
believe they do anything good for con- or constructive for music now. Um, Rolling I Stone, used to so love them. It, it, it's such a hard downfall for Rolling Stone. Um, it's my first burp. Um, it's uh, the drinking game, everybody who's listening. Every time Robert burps, you gotta do a shot. Um, Rolling Stone recently released the best 50 albums according to their reviewers of 2014. Um, I sent it to um, John and Glass and Jen to review. I don't know if you guys really got a chance to go through and review this list or not. I did. I did. It's a big pile of bullshit. <laughs> it is a pile. Relax over Tweety. It's a big pile of bullshit. Like you two, you two okay, is number so one. Let's just go ahead and jump straight to straight to the fucking number one with a bullet. Sorry, I I no, jumped the okay. gun on no, that. You're fine because it's it's one of the most egregious things in this fucking list. You two. The album I still haven't listened to. It's it's YouTube's free album. And, oh, so YouTube, so YouTube paid you to do this. This is a YouTube article. Yeah, I just yeah. YouTube's album is ranked number one uh, on their fucking no likey. list. No bueno. No fucking bueno at all. Now, real quick, first impression. I'm gonna go with Jen, ladies of the the podcast. Oh, first impression. Robert, going you... through the fifty artists, fifty bands. What's your first impression of the list? Um, I know three of them. Oh, out of the I, whole fifty list, out of the whole, I mean, five tops. Why and did you get hired that, to do this podcast? <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, but I, I'm, I, I, no, I will. I'm sad to say that the ones I know are the ones I've learned from the pod from your podcast. Like, because I'm only recently been branching out, but I just feel like we just drew, you know. <laughs> put a bunch of names in a bucket and we picked out the weirdest named ones. Mm. <laughs> Holy cow. Sorry to interrupt, but I'm looking at my um, Spotify year in music as you guys are talking. We don't mm-hmm. get to that yet. We're going to talk about that later. I, I want to... Okay. Oh, fuck, fucking whatever. Say whatever you want. 37,025 minutes in 2014. I've listened to Spotify. Uh, I think I beat you on that. I, mean, at, I don't doubt that. I'm at, I was at like... I think I was 27 or 29. What were you at? 37,000? 37,000 and 25 minutes. Oh, no, you totally beat me. I'm at 29 as well. Ha! Yeah, you fucking beat me. I listened to an average of four hours of Spotify on Thursdays. But we'll <gasps> me to too! That. Mine was like four hours on Fridays. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. But we're going to get to that later. <laughs> okay. Jumping ahead. We're going back to the fucking shitty 50 best albums of 2014 list, according to Rolling Stone. Um, so only like three or four bands actually that you knew on this list, Jen. Right. Um, and I don't know. Maybe I just don't uh, branch out enough. Like, like I feel like I, I'm like, should I know these? And then so I went to Spotify and I pulled up some I'd never heard of and I the songs and there were a couple of them like oh i didn't know i i've heard this song before it's okay i just didn't know who the artist was yeah Yeah. um john first impression of the list yeah well i did i did that and i did some extra actually i did do homework i totally lied earlier when i said i didn't do any homework um the the uh 50 best albums list i um i completely disagree with yeah. 99% of it, 
and you two can jump on a lake. I don't know. Um, and uh, but I also looked at the fifty best songs list as well. Oh, I didn't look at fifty best songs. How was that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say I'm not going to renew my old Rolling Stone subscription anytime soon. Okay. <laughs> also, uh, in side note, I used to be for years. I got Rolling Stone delivered to my house every month, and I also got spin magazine which i always loved spin and I then i look i just went on spin doesn't even do a magazine anymore it's all online now yeah. and oh well, i i agreed with that until they did an article called the best or the five best nickelback songs that don't suck uh, and then i said dance. goodbye uh, good day funny. sir okay i'm gonna give um listeners a bit into the background of what goes on behind the static static podcast um what was it like four or five days ago uh john chris and i were actually having a chat a little conversation and we tried i at least tried and i john aren't earnestly tried along with me until chris is fucking interrupted um honestly tried to discuss the merits of creed <laughs> did we and it was legit that was a great conversation and, and chris had none tried of it to like like base like we're like if creed didn't have scott stab and they they kind of tried to keep doing what they were doing with their first album they may have turned out to be an actually kind of decent band but scott stab's ego and his drug abuse and i don't know if they were driven by his musicality or what directions they were being taken into but it just fucking went off the rails with human clay and well kind of <laughs> yeah what we what we determined was um scott stapp is both their biggest asset and their biggest liability because the rest of the so what we determined was creed sucks because of scott stapp but alter bridge sucks without scott stapp yeah so <laughs> they can't live with him and they can't live without him he is creed and Creed is Poor him. Mark Tremonti or whatever the dude's name is. I don't, yeah, the guitar player. Um, when I first read this list, my immediate impression was that it felt like 80 to 85% of the musical acts or the albums on this list were uh, recording studios or albums, or not recording studios, but album labels and so on and so forth. We're paying Rolling Stone off to give them good reviews, and then about fifteen percent were actual genuine picks that they wanted to pick and wanted to put higher, but they couldn't put higher because of whatever contractual obligations they already have. For example, you have like Miranda Lambert at number five. I'm not no. saying Miranda Lambert is bad, but Miranda Lambert just puts out new generic country rock music. Whereas you have something like Lana Del Rey and Run the Jewels at seven or eight, it feels like they're trying to genuinely reach and put those higher, but they can't because of Miranda Lambert and like U2 or fucking Black Keys or whatever it is. Now, many of our listeners might agree with the Black Keys being that high. But if you actually listen to Turn Blue, it wasn't that phenomenal. It's not a great album, no. It wasn't like El Camino or anything like that. It's just a Black Keys album. Well, they're, they're, that's whenever they have stuff like that happen. I think of like 
um, a, a great example is Black Keys. I'm glad you brought them up mm. because that's not even the best Black Keys album. No, and no, it's no. it if it's not. Why would that be either music today totally sucks across the board that that album makes it into the top 10, even the top 50. It's not even the best Black Keys album. But the other thing, though, too, and I think sometimes we we look at things through the lens of our generation um, because Rolling Stone, I mean, some of those guys have been there since freaking Stone rolled the first time. You know, (laughs) it's it's. It's just um, different perceptions than we may have. But if you think about it objectively, just the way you were describing it, yeah, the Black Keys album kind of sucked. U2's album, which I actually I still have never listened to. It's in my iTunes because I got it for free, but, you know, whatever. I'm going to stick a pin in what you're saying. Let me just rattle these off real quick. Counting down from 10 to 1, according to Rolling Stone's list. Number 10, Taylor Swift, 1989. Number 9, Mac DeMarco, Solid Days. Number 8, Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels 2 is the name of the album. Number 7, Lana Del Rey, Ultraviolence. Number 6, Charlie XCX, A Sucker. Number 5, Miranda Lambert, Platinum. Number 4, St. Vincent's uh, self-titled album. Number 3, Black Keys, Turn Blue. Number 2, Bruce Springsteen, High Hopes. And number 1, U2, Songs of Innocence. Continue on. Um, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I feel like um, okay, Saint Vincent's album was pretty good. Yeah. What was the, what was like number seven? What was read like? What was number seven? I'll do the top uh, number ten. Taylor Swift. Number nine, Mac DeMarco. Number yeah, eight, that's the way there. That that was the one. So Mac DeMarco. Mac DeMarco really good. I like Mac DeMarco. He's a weird freaking dude. He's like but, a folk rock kind of guy. A what? Uh, like a folk rock weird. No. He's not a folk rocker. Yeah, he's kind he's of a, folk rock. He's he's he channels like a weird sixties, seventies, indie rock, folk rock kind of thing. Psychedelic, like I don't know. Anyways, but that's beside the point. Okay. So his his new album sounds just like his last album. Yes, which they're both fine. I like yes. them. I mean, I, I I'm not cutting on Mac DeMarco, but is it a top ten album? No. No, it's it's probably a top twenty album, maybe a top thirty album, not a not a top ten. But Jen, in the what top do you 10 think? That I that I named, <laughs> <laughs> like in the top ten that I named, it feels like you know, like the Mac DeMarco and the Run the Jewels and Lana Del Rey. It feels like those are, or in like the Saint Vincent, it feels like those are genuine picks that that, that they're picking. Because they're like, well, we actually really care about these albums. And then you have like U2 and maybe that. Bruce Springsteen and Black Keys, Miranda Lambert, that they're like, we kind of have to pick these. Well, and didn't um, didn't Dan Auerbach from Black Keys produce Land Del Rey's album? Uh, I can double check that if you would like me to. I'm pretty sure he did. Give me a second. Uh, Jen? Talk, yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, I'm at a loss. I just, I feel like, would like, I'm... Uh, like you, I haven't listened to the new U2 album. I haven't listened to new Bruce Springsteen because Bruce Spring. I, when people think Bruce Springsteen, that I they think 1985 and that kind of stuff. They don't born in the I, USA and stuff like right, that. Right, exactly. Born in the USA, but but now, like my sister uh, a couple years ago went and saw him live. It was a very it was an intimate. Um, venue. It was a, a pretty small, and my sister had seen him at Soldier Field in 1985. So she was looking for the boss, right? And 
which it was like just him on a bar stool, one spotlight, doing maybe like one or two songs uh, with a giant rambling political rant, like in the like after each song ended, you know, then he'd go into this political, super political rant. So my sister was just like, I wanted my money back. This wasn't a good, you know, she's like, I understand that people change, but. And so now every time I think of Bruce Springsteen and then from the podcast you guys did, it's just, he doesn't seem relevant anymore. And I also feel that way about you too. I was like, you know, you, which is super judgy because I haven't heard any of it. That's what we're supposed to do. It's a, it's a podcast. It's weird that you bring that up because it is super judgy, which is exactly what John said is what we're supposed to do. We're a podcast, but if I remember correctly from our Bruce Springsteen episode, which is episode zero for you folks out there, um, Bruce Springsteen has actually hit a recent stride where he's making pretty damn decent music. So as a person who I was never a big Bruce Springsteen fan and I, I became a boss fan after recording that first episode um, and not giving this, this this album a chance, but after listening to Wrecking Ball and everything else that they've done, you know, he's done in the past couple of years, you know, it might be that he might be hitting a new stride in his older age where he's making phenomenal music and this could be as high as it needs to be. I, 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 I honestly can't, this is one of the few albums in the top 10 that I can't give an honest opinion on. Yeah. This well, and the Charlie XCX album. See, oh, I don't, I haven't heard that one. Opinion. I, I, it's interesting though, when you look at the, the list in general there's a lot of veterans on this list yeah and and i i had read that that's it's been the year of the veteran this was tom the year that tom petty had his first number one album ever at yeah. 60 some tom years old on this list, so. yeah he's on what he was where did he rank he was somewhere in like the 30s or 40s so let's do this do you want to do you want to go 50 down to one or do you want to because we've already covered the top 10 do you want to do the next next 10 or what um do you want to like what to number 20 to tw- yeah, 20 to 11 to 20. All right, hang on, hang on. Um, because internets. Find... You're, you're trusting me to work the internets. Okay, we're just going to start at 50 and work our way down. <laughs> no, I can do it. I can do this. Have faith in me. Come on. Oh, yeah. By the way, I just scanned past this one. Lenny Kravitz album, number 35. Me. I didn't even know he had a new album. I, I think I mentioned that to Jen a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Did you know Did you know Lenny Kravitz had a new album? Does anybody know that? No. Yeah. <laughs> a, a Rolling Stone, apparently. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Lenny Kravitz can go let's, do something. All right. Um, so number let's 20. Start let's start with 50. Let's work no. our way from the top and down. Whatever. Whatever, Robert. <laughs> I just scrolled all the way down this page Fuck, okay. and found number 20. Okay, we'll work from 20 down to 11. Okay, Grandma. so the next one. Oh, stop it. All right. Um... Number 20, 20, Sharon Van Etten's Are We There? Baby, darling. Yeah. Um, number, why is, what, what's my computer doing? Number 19, Jackson Brown, Standing in the Breach. Weird. Yeah, I didn't even know weird. he had an album weird for out. Jackson Brown to be on the list. Oh, totally. I agree. Yeah. It might be a phenomenal album. I don't know, but I'm not going to listen I've to it. I've seen Jackson Brown. No. Um, 18, <laughs> Sturgill Simpson. I don't Met of modern know sounds and country music. That is, that is exactly um, how I felt about ninety percent of these people. Here's the description: marijuana, LSD. Uh, thank you. Excuse me. 
DMT, they all changed the way I see, but love's the only thing that ever saved my life, sings Simpson. The Kentucky-born singer-songwriter's breakthrough album features plenty more folk wisdom delivered in singular barrel-aged baritone. Right there? That's a whiskey reference. I'm sold. Like, that makes me fucking... That makes me think that I would love this album. Number 17. I feel like Casey Kasem. Your girlfriend. It's It's your mistress. It's Jenny Lewis. Mm. It's, it's the only woman that you would probably leave Beth for. Bastard. Red hair like my wife. <laughs> um, that, suit, that fucking killer suit on the cover of the Voyager. It's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool. All right. So she's number 17. Um, 16. FKA Twigs LPI. LP1. It's, a good al- it's a decent album. It's good. I can't read. Um, number 15, Against Me, Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Okay, stop there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to have to stop there. Are you an Against Me? Are either one of you Against Me fans? I can. I, I, I don't have a solid opinion. I, I don't dislike them. I don't like them. I'm, 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 um, I find them inoffensive to me, to okay. my sensibilities. I have no opinion one way or the other. I do not know who that is. <laughs> Against Me is one of those bands that uh, they they elicit a response from their fans or for people that that genuinely know about them. Um, I don't have a problem with Against Me being this high. I don't know. I I, I have some problem. I just don't know what it is. <laughs> I can't yeah. figure it out. It elicits them being this high on the list. Elicits some some sort of negative reaction from my body. I can't figure it out yet. It's well, a good album. I just don't think it's as good as Rolling Stone, once again, is making it out to be. I totally I think- understand why it's that high, though, because there, there is the whole backstory of it being the first album since the front man became the front woman. But I think that's my problem. <laughs> you think I, it's, it's getting laurels because of... Um, because of, the, because of the, the, the uh, social impact that, that the lead singer is bringing to the table. It, I don't know that. I mean, yes, I agree. There's something that when it, when the work of art is not as good as people give it because of the social impact of you know because of whatever's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, but at the same time, that is still kind it's of a, a landmark album. thing. I'm not, I'm not taking away from Against Me's album. It's a good album. I just don't think it needs to be ranked as high as number fifteen on this list based solely on the fact that. Now the lead singer is a front woman instead of a front man. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think. But when in rock music has that ever happened before? Yeah, you're a hundred percent correct. Uh, it, it, that's, that's this why is this I is something some totally of, new. This is something I have some totally sort of new. Negative reaction within the fiber of my being, but I can't genuinely and articulately explain what it is. It's How about drunkenly explaining it? Fucking. No stuff, things, and Duh, whatnot. Booby uncover. That's what I got. Yeah, that's true. All right, so moving on. Coming in at number fourteen is Weezer's "Everything Will Be All Right in the End." This is a good album, but this shouldn't be in the top fucking fifty at all. I would think it, I'd put it in the top fifty. I wouldn't put it at number fourteen. Be, if, if anything, it'd be like forty-eight. Yeah. Oh, uh, totally, totally. But no, I, I, it is a good album. I, I've. Um, it's, it's more like a fuck you to all their fans. A little bit. No, Which, a lot bit. But but it's it's I don't know. It's good. 
moving on. All right. Coming in at number 13. Hot. <laughs> more than any other day. I don't even know who they are. Because I, I have a lot of shit to say about number 12. Okay. All right. I'm a fucking... Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Fucking destroy number twelve. Coming in at number twelve, Foo Fighters, Sonic Highways. Okay, stop. <laughs> I it's like an Foo okay Fighters. album, Robert. Come on. Uh, I'm, gonna, well, I'm gonna break it down exactly the same way I told you. If this was another Foo Fighters album, it would have been great. If this was just a Foo Fighters album, it would have been great. If it wasn't for the fucking documentary and the lead-up tour and the small venue dates and the fucking interviews that Dave Grohl did and all the hype behind the album and the fact that they're touring and, and making eight different songs in eight fucking different cities and that they had to release album art and track listing and all this other fucking bullshit, it, all that made it a shitty fucking album. I I am a Foo Fighters fan as well. Um, I have been for a long time. At one point, I put the color and the shape in my top ten favorite rock they albums. They kill. They yeah. kill. They're a fucking. They're one of great America's great rock bands right now. And Dave they Grohl, as we mentioned many times on this show, that Dave Grohl is for one one of the hardest working men in rock, but one of the freaking nicest guys in rock. And yes. he, there's no pretension to him whatsoever. Yeah. Which I think is why you're having a problem with this. Yes. Because there's so much hype around this there's album. There's so much fucking buildup and, and ego and fucking attitude implied and built up and, and just put into this fucking record that I have such a problem with it. Like, in the last, uh, the last three albums that Foo Fighters put out, they may have been good. They may have been bad. I don't know your opinion. But they were just fucking Foo Fighters albums. They right, put exactly. out straight rock Melt Your Face albums. Right. And then they put out this Sonic Highways bullshit and they made such a fucking big deal about it that I have a problem with it. I well I, I get that. My my thing is, um I just it just doesn't it, it hasn't grabbed me. And I mean and that's not that's not atypical. It. It's not atypical though, because I as much as I love Foo Fighters, other than the color and the shape the rest of their albums, I like maybe four or five songs on each of them, and I skip a lot of it. But so I like a – Listen to Sonic Highways the exact same way you would have listened to any other fucking Foo Fighters album. But three I don't want to listen songs, to it. Three to four songs you're going to absolutely love. And the other three to four songs, you're going to be like, hey, this is just a Foo Fighters song. I don't. But I have. Way. I have, and they haven't grabbed me at all. Jen, what do you think? <laughs> My knowledge of Weezer and the Foo Fighters um, stops in 1997. So, <laughs> as well as should. You're hate when I'm, I'm about to fucking splooge all over the place when we get to number eleven. Coming in at yeah. number eleven is Flying Lotus. You're oh dead. My God, this album. Swear to Christ, it's in my top ten for the for the best of the year. I believe that. I believe it that. is. I, I'll also say this: when we covered the top ten um, albums according to Rolling Stones list, uh, we went over number eight on their list was Run the Jewels. Run the Jewels two, also in my top ten. Um, that album is hard and it's impeccably impeccably produced. Um, Killer Mike and LP do such a great job on that album. Please, everyone, go listen to Run the Jewels two. But going back to Flying Lotus, um, 
my son's name is Miles, and his name is Miles for Miles Davis. Um, the album Flying Lotus. You're gonna you can kick me all you want. I can't remember his name right now, but the gentleman, Flying Lotus, whatever his his actual name is, he is the grandson of John Coltrane. And so Oh yes, he is. I did not and, know that. Yeah. And he got Thundercat on this album to produce all the brace lines and help him do the actual production of the album. And so when you actually read his interviews about this album and then you go back and you listen to his album, you have to like like if you sit there and like fucking turn off the lights and actually fucking put your mind into it, this is the album. You're Dead by Flying Lotus is the album that Miles Davis would have been making if he was still alive right now. This wow. is it. This is his album. Listen to Miles Davis in the eighties and then listen to Flying Lotus. This is it. This is this is the evolution of fucking electric acid jazz. It is so mind blowingly good. I would have never made that connection. Yes. I, I, I've listened to part of. I, I have no. listened to the. I've, well, I've listened to it all the way through, but I've only re-listened to parts of it. Go back and listen to '80s Miles Davis, and then immediately after you've listened to like ten tracks from '80s Miles Davis, listen to "You're Dead" by Flying Lotus, and it's going to sound like a fucking continuation. It's going to sound like it's jumped twenty years into the future, and it's Miles Davis reincarnated. All right, it's so mind-blowingly like in the future. It's great. Challenge like, accepted. Oh, it's such a good album. Should we move to the next section? Yeah, or I'm sorry I'm getting so excited wanted. about that album, but I just don't think people understand the true genius behind Flying Lotus. Please, go listen to it. Are we going to continue on the list or just cover the top 20? No, we can keep going. Uh, go to, uh, you want me to go to number 30? I'll, I'll do 30 from here on out. <laughs> All right, do you have a radio voice? Um. <laughs> La 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 la. La, la 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 la. Coming in at number 30, Tom York, Tomorrow's Modern Boxes. Meh. Yeah. Uh, coming in, number 29, Spoon, They Want My Soul. This album's really good. It is a great album. It is good, and I'm really pissed that it was lower on this list. I. Yeah, I could agree with that. But here's the thing I don't want to put it into the top 20, but I think like 23, 24. So we're only going to move it like four slots. But still, it should be higher. Jen, I think I sent you um, a, a spoon song back in our previous employment days. I believe you did. Yeah, it was, I it was pretty good don't too. recall. <laughs> uh, coming in at number twenty-eight, Parquet Courts, "Some Bathing Animal." This is a really good album. Are you guys Parquet Court fans? I'm more familiar with their first album. Yeah, I uh, to be honest, I just haven't even listened to this album. It's it's just straight up fucking in your face punk. It's just yeah, like punk rock. Well, like lo-fi punk. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's just really really good stuff. Um, number twenty-seven, All J. This is all yours. Have not listened to this album either. I don't care for All J at all. I was not a huge fan until I saw them at um, Lollapalooza last year. Mm. And I, I liked their their stage show, but everybody in the audience was getting so high. It was just ridiculous how much highness there was. All the marijuanas. It was all there. Um, number 26, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Hypnotic Eye. 
Good I'm a, album. I'm a Penny fan. Not great album. Really? But a good, a, a, a worthy album, a worthy Tom Petty album. It's just, it's just garage rock. It's, okay. it's just back to basics, good old fashioned garage rock. It's not Tom Petty's Wildflowers, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. It's not, you know, 80s Petty. It's just freaking rock and roll, and I like it. Totally respectable. Totally should be around number 26. Okay. The next two I'm going to mention, but we're going to kind of glance over. Um, or gloss over, I should say, because I want to get to the top three of the 20s. Uh, YG, My Crazy Life, which is number 25. It's a good album. Good introductory hip-hop kind of trap album. And then number 24, Leonard Cohen, Popular Problems. Fucking Leonard Cohen is, by this point, he's a god. Um, I want to skip to 23, 22, and 21 specifically. Um, because Jen mentioned number 21. Two in her uh, in the precast, so number twenty three, War and Drugs, Lost in the Dream, number twenty two, Skrillex, Recess, and number twenty one, Eric Church, Eric Church, The Outsiders. Um, two of these picks feel very random. I'm gonna let you guys decide which two I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Eric Church and Skrillex. Yes. Yeah. War on Drugs is about where I would put them. That so, was such a critically loved album, and I like I it. I, I, I'm a big fan of the album, um, and I didn't realize as I'm listening to War on Drugs that he, um, uh, Kurt Vile, I'm a big Kurt Vile fan too. Kurt Vile used to be in the War on Drugs, and like and the dude from the War on Drugs played in the Violators as well. So they're they're like they're friends. They do stuff, and that the sensibilities are similar, but totally different at the same time. Um, I I I dig um, the War on Drugs album, but yeah, the, I'd say of the whole. If I'm looking at all 50 artists, Skrillex, I'm like, where did that come from? Why is I, that I had the exact same exact same reaction that you had, um, especially when I'm thinking about like Tweety was like 48. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. we're, we're spoiler and. Skrillex is number twenty two. Like, how did that happen? And and I mean Taylor, like Taylor Swift over Tweety, I totally get. You know, popularity, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I don't have any problem with Taylor Swift being number ten or whatever she was. Uh, that that makes total sense to me. But I, I don't I don't particularly. She doesn't make music for my demographic. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um. Quickly, I want to comment. You brought up a good point that it's such a critically loved album, Lost in the Dream by The War on Drugs. According to Metacritic, Metacritic is, is because it's the end of the year, it's December 4th, they're right. starting to compile all these top 10 lists. And they're starting to rank their best of the year according to everyone else's rankings and everyone else's lists and everything like that. So for each critic that they follow or each critic that they, they pull their information from, for every uh, band that they give a first place vote to, they give them three points. For every band that they give, or every artist or album that they give a second place vote to, they give two points. And then if they're ranked from third to ten, they give them one point. Uh, Lost in the Dream has four number one first place votes out of something like fucking 20, 30 music, music critics. Wow. They have five number two and six other placings. Um, 
to give a quick rundown. This is general, you know, this is statistics. This is a compilation of all sorts of critics. I'm going to give a quick rundown. Number one, Warren Drugs, The Lost in a Dream. Number two, St. Vincent. Uh, number three, Run the Jewels, two by Run the Jewels. Uh, number four, LP1 by FKA Twigs. Number five, Morning Phase by Beck, which I know Chris Glass loves. Mm-hmm. Um, number six, Our Love by Caribou. Number seven, Lazaretto by Jack White, getting lots of love. It's also a uh, three-way tie for number seven by 1989 by Taylor Swift. And an entry that we haven't heard of, it's on, literally, if you go to my Spotify list and you look at top ten for 2014, you'll see Zero by Aphex Twin is on there. It's a fantastic album. And then number ten, Salad Days by Mac DeMarco. So, Hmm. um a lot of people are really, really loving that War on Drugs album. That's a good album. The fact that it's as low it is as it is on the 50 best, that's what led me to believe that maybe Rolling Stone's a bit biased. Maybe. What do you yeah. think, Jen? Yeah, what do you think, Jen? I'm going to get all pump up the volume with my microphone here and get all close and personal. <laughs> that's I creepy, think dude. That- yeah. When I hear you compare, for one thing, my opinion on things that are critically acclaimed, and that tone of voice means I'm using air quotes. Um, <laughs> bunny ears. Bunny. No, they go right around my cheek area. Um, there's still bunny ears because it looks like you have two bunnies that are hopping in the air. Bunny, 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 bunny. There you go. <laughs> so in my experience, things that are critically acclaimed, I never like. Like, think back to... When, you know, like movie reviews, people are like, oh, I'm going to go see the new whatever. Like, oh, I already saw it. It's terrible. Or I want to see this movie because so-and-so, you know, this critic said it was just, it was, it'll move you. It'll change your life, blah, 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 blah. And you get in its crap. So when, when I think of like a critic's job to, to, um, you know, pick their, pick their top ones. I think that they are often not – they're too busy deconstructing the music to enjoy it for what it is. Hmm. So that's my thought on critics. Like they've – you know, if you're a master of your craft, you've been being – you've been critiquing for quite some time. You're going to know when, uh, you know, maybe a chord doesn't sound right or maybe the uh, – transition from one part of the song to another just didn't flow correctly just things like that some people hear those things and just think that was a little nuance whether intentional or not it's something maybe it's something the the band's known for or whatever but it's just like critics seem to shred things apart for the most part in my opinion whereas if you, you just get a bunch of people together who listen like the the list that Robert was talking about um these are people who they don't they don't just they're not just critics they're music lovers yeah so they can they can appreciate what it you know what it is like maybe this you know these album and I apologize I'm just gonna give my social commentary but because I don't know um very much of this music but I will say like just like what you're saying, what you said about 
Foo Fighters. Like, it's a great album, but it's like forced. Like, like we have to say something about Foo Fighters. You know, they're really awesome. Let's throw them in here. And oh, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, we're getting too mainstream. Let's throw some some. Oh, Mac you know, DeMarco. Yeah. And Mac DeMarco. <laughs> let's yeah. So let's throw that in there. You know, like oh shit, how did Bruce Springsteen and you uh, two get to the top? And then the like the manager like pops his head in the door and he's rubbing his fingers together in the money, money, money gesture. Mm-hmm. That's really. Um, yeah. Are you chewing gum? No, actually, that was a chunk of. I've been eating a salad while you guys have been talking. <laughs> Keeping the vegetable tradition alive. Yeah, we can podcast that. Yes, and um, so I just bit. I was as I was talking, I, I bit down in a chunk of. I don't know, celery, carrot, something, um, like went between my teeth that are right next to the microphone. Okay. So. See, I am chewing gum, and it's delicious. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not eating or drinking anything because I'm in a fat bet. That's why I mean, this is broccoli slaw with Ooh. um zero or I think it's thirty calorie light balsamic vinaigrette. Ooh, so, nice. I'm eating, but it's good. It's healthy. healthy. It's. It's yeah, I just eat tortilla today. chips. So, <laughs> if if we didn't make you stop, you would have been crunching tortilla chips through this whole podcast. It would have been disgusting. I'm sorry. Like, Number thirteen, crunch. <laughs> Skrillex, crunch. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you want to read forty through thirty-one, or do you want me to do it? Because I already have it pulled up. Um. Yeah, I can do it. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, I gotta get to it first. Dude. All right. Number 40. Coming in at number 40, Jack White's Lazaretto. Good album. I think it's appropriately placed. I do too. We concur. Jen? She's eating salad. Okay. Sorry. I muted so you don't hear me chewing. Um, <laughs> again, like, I'm so behind that while I'm familiar with Jack White, like, I think I've heard a few. Th- Songs off the album, and it was okay. I think Jack it's White happy. is a white dude from Tennessee. No, he's Formally from Detroit. of the White Stripes. That's correct? what Jen knows. He's from Detroit. He's not from yeah. Tennessee. Well, he, no, lives he lives in Tennessee. in Tennessee now. Sorry. Yes. I All can right. dig it. It's, I, I, I concur with it being adequately placed. Coming in at number 39 is Caribou, Our Love. Um, quickly on this album. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it either, but I've been reading about it now, and now it's one of those albums that I feel like I have to listen to before December 31st. Um, a lot of people give it love, so I need to check it out before the end of the year to see if it goes in the top 10. So, yeah. Coming in at number 38, Hooray for the Riff Raff, Small Town Heroes. Um, it just feels like more small town folk music just trying to cash in on that kind of new wave that's coming through yeah i i i don't i don't know enough about it to make a decision but it it's, sounds it's, like something i wouldn't like it's okay it's, it's it's decent stuff but it just feels like there's a whole wave of these artists coming through so it's easy to put them on um the best of the year list if it's, if it's their like debut album because they're like oh this is new kind of folk rock kind of thing 
and then next year there's already a new artist artist out doing the same thing. So there's an artist. Artist, <laughs> Sean. All right, coming in at number thirty-seven is Benjamin Booker's Benjamin Booker. This dude is the fucking truth. Um, so last year, twenty thirteen, I put on my top ten of the year, um, Rainwolf. Uh, this blues artist by, out of uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. And I was like, oh, this dude's the, the future of modern blues artist, guitar, stuff like that. 2012, I talked about the chapel of Gary Clark Jr. and how he was the future of blues. So mm-hmm. 2012, Gary Clark Jr. 2013, Rainwolf. 2014, Benjamin Booker. This dude has the voice of an open sore healing and the guitar riffs to match. It is brutal and honest and raspy and fucking delicious and it's great. You have to check it out. Coming in at number 36 and is uh, Always. The album Always. I've got nothing. I have, they're just spelling it with V's like churches. Yeah, I've got nothing. And they can they can just go be that band. All right, moving on. <laughs> They'll be at Lollapalooza next year, probably. <laughs> Here's the most controversial one. Well, maybe not the most controversial. No, it's not, but it's still like a what the fuck pick. Coming in at number thirty five, placing higher than Jeff Tweedy, Lenny Kravitz's <laughs> new album Strut. Reading the the review for this album, which is he may keep homes in Paris and the Bahamas, but Kravitz has never stopped being a New Yorker. Strut looks back on the 1970s metropolis of his youth with funky after-hours grooves and soulful hooks. As do all of his albums yeah. that have ever been made. Yeah, it just feels random. I I didn't... Uh, honestly, maybe a week ago, I found out that Lenny Kravitz had a new album out. Now, yeah. there was a time where Young and Dumb Shen um, did enjoy a Lenny Kravitz tune from here, you know, for Same once here. in a while. The, what, what, what the album with all of his hits on it, like Fly and everything. Oh, the greatest hits. Yeah, I love that. That was, that was my gateway drug into Lenny Kravitz. And yeah. then I, I used to pick up Lenny Kravitz albums at, at used CD stores, as I'm, as I'm wont to do. Um, but I, you know, 10 years on, I mean, that was co- 15 years. Holy crap. Uh, freshman year of college was the year I, I kind of delved into the Lenny Kravitz catalog as of yet because of the song Again, which was the new single to promote the Greatest Hits album. Uh, I still love that song. Holy crap. I, I do enjoy that song. But the rest of anything that happened after that, um, I just... I, I could care less. Yeah. Lenny Lenny could have stopped at in, in 2000 making albums and I would have been totally okay with that. Yep. I can't add anything. You're basically nailing it all. So, thanks. I'm 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 I've got it once in a while here. All right, coming in at number thirty-four, Prince, artificial age. I agree with this pick. Um, it's the better I, of his two albums, and it's appropriately placed. I just, you know, I'm fine with it. I don't really have a problem with it. Yeah. But the song with Zoe Deschanel that he did. Okay, is it just that you hate Zoe Deschanel or No, I freaking love Zoe Deschanel. Of course. I have a do. I have a crush on Zoe Deschanel <laughs> that's widely do. publicized and my wife supports. Um however, it's so bad. 
it's not even a good it's not even a good Prince song. But then Zoe Deschanel has no business singing on a Prince song. Just not. And I love her voice. I love she and him. I I know Chris will hate me for that, Um, but it just doesn't work for me. If I if I were Randy Jackson on on American Idol, I would just be like, just doesn't work for me, dog. You know, just you know, never repeat that ever. Dog coming in at number thirty three. The Ghost of a Sabretooth Tiger's Midnight Sun. It's fucking Sean Lennon. It's fucking Sean Lennon. I know. Sean Lennon. Yeah, I like Sean do, Lennon. Do you give him a pass because he's Sean Lennon? No, no. Forget <laughs> that. All right, moving on. Um, wait. Wait. What? I have to. Con- I have something to contribute. On fucking Ghosts of the Sabretooth Tiger? <laughs> yes. It's so goddamn random. You guys just said Sean Lennon so many times in a row. Yeah. And then I wanted so desperately to say, is it because you think Shen is Sean? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go back to my corner now. <laughs> Please don't. Stay in the fray. It's great we like this. Interject your, your comments. Just fucking randomly. Please. All comments are welcome. See, the problem is, is that I'm <laughs> drunk and uh, Sean... <laughs> He's had a scotch or two, but fucking Jen four. is drinking water or four. She's drinking water. She's sober. So I don't know what it is. If she's just being quiet or she's just saying to her or if it's she's got called up to the big leagues and she's shy <laughs> or what? No. no, it's not that. I'm I'm just I just don't have anything to contribute, so I'll chime in when I have to contribute. When we get to that Spotify list thing, then I'm, you're going to see me shine then. So. We're spending so much time on this freaking Rolling Stone list. I know. I know. Uh, okay, let's breeze through these fly. pretty quick. Yeah, all right. Fly, yeah. Coming in at number 32, Damon Albarn's Everyday Robots. Fucking fantastic album. I recommend everyone go listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. It's really good. You need to go listen to it. I will. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Number 31, Young Thug and Bloody J, Black Portland. I'm not familiar with Bloody J. Young Thug is really good. He's a uh, kind of a weird guy, but um, I need to give this a listen to because I like I kind of like th- Young Thug. So, All right. So now what are we doing? Uh, I'll, do, I'll do 50 through 41. All right. Do it fast because we, okay. st- we talk about Spotify. Number 50, Yab, clearing the, pith to, uh, clearing the path to ascend. At number no 49. idea. Yeah. This is I, a lot of this. I don't know. Number 49, Tur- win MR, no idea. Uh, number 48, Coldplay, Ghost Stories. Just read a review or uh, noticed that 2015 they're releasing an album and it's supposedly their last. Really? Yeah. He says it's their finale. Uh, Chris Martin says they're going to put one more album out and it's their finale. Huh. Yeah. Uh, 47, Gary Clark Jr., Gary Clark Jr. Live. I just messaged him, mentioned him about five years. Uh, all over the place. What are you doing? I'm so drunk. Uh, I mentioned him about five minutes ago. Um, the dude fucking slays live. He's a great guitar blues player. Um, his live album, uh, I want to thank Richard Bone, who bringing it to my attention that he added out this year. It's really, really good. It's a fucking fantastic album. Um, Number 46, it's uh, Shen's love child, Tweety, uh, Sukuri. Suki Ray. Sucky. I don't know. Shut up. 
You're fired. I know. Number 45, EMA, The Future's Void. Number 44, Interpol, El Pintor. Interpol is one of those bands that just fucking grind it out. Just grind it, grind it, grind it. And they're getting success now because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number 43, Dark Horse for me. Futures, Honest. It's a fucking fantastic album. It's um really, really, really good. It's a trap album. I recommend it. Number 42, Perfume Genius, Too Bright. No fucking idea. Nope. Number 41, Aphex Twin Serial. I dug the shit out of it. It's a great album. And that concludes our discussion of the 50 best albums of 2014 Rolling Stone edition. Grind that out. It's a shitty list. It really is a shitty list. There's a lot of things to be like, what the fuck? Why is this on here? Why is this solo? Why is this a high? Come on. All right, let's get into Spotify. This is going to so, be this. Uh, this is this is what everybody's been waiting for. They're waiting for us to shut up about Dave Grohl and Jack White and bands they've really? never heard of. Um, so Spotify put out an album. Oh, not an album. A website called SpotifyGearMusic.com that uh, they took data and statistics and they put on their their top. You know what is it? 10 albums, five albums of the year, best male artist, best female artist, so on and so forth. Um, I'm going to go back to the global page and we can go over this. I'll go over this in the, you know, quick 30 seconds. Go over that quick and then let's go over our personal stats because that's the more fun part. So basically I gave it to um, John and Jen to log into their Spotify accounts to see. So basically you can log in and see what you listen to the most it gives you a percentage breakdown by music type, your favorite albums, your favorite artists, so on and so forth, everything like that. So according to Spotify, um, 2014, where the fuck is it? Uh, top male artist, according to Spotify, Ed Sheeran. Top female artist, Katy Perry. Um, top group, Makes Coldplay. Sense. Breakout artist, Alt-J. Top album, X by Ed Sheeran. Top 10 songs. According to Spotify for 2014, Happy by Pharrell Williams is number one. Rather Be by Clean Bandit. Summer by Calvin Harris. Dark Horse by Katy Perry. I like that song a lot. It's actually a pretty good album. Or song, excuse me. Uh, All of Me by John Legend, number five. Timber by Pitbull, Uh, number six. Fucking hell, that guy needs to go to hell. Who? Pitbull? Pitbull. Didn't we just talk about Pitbull the other day, Jen? She's eating her salad. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Um... We were, we were referencing why. my brother-in-law's pit bull, and I said he was in the cage in the corner for the whole day, and she goes, as he should be, and she posts <laughs> a picture of pit bull. <laughs> I'm like, yes. That's right. That's why we're friends. Indeed. Um, number seven, Rude by Magic. I think you're a fan of, a fan of that song, Jen? I am. I do. I do like that song. I think it's catchy. I think it's funny. Uh, number eight, Waves by Mr. Probes. Number nine, Problem by Ariana Grande. I hate her. I think she's a bitch. I love uh, her. Uh, is she love the one that kind of sings Mariah Carey songs? I don't a know. Bit. A little bit. Yeah, okay. Uh, and finally, number 10, Counting Stars by One Republic. Um, Still a thing? I like it. Uh, most popular icon, Michael Jackson. Most dedicated fans, Calibre 50. No idea what that is. Uh, most viral song, Take Me to Church by Hosier. Oh, yeah. God, yes. 
top throwback song of 2014, Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. Interesting. Wow, really? Hmm. Most addictive song, Shine by Benjamin Francis Leftwich. No idea what the fuck that is. <laughs> You're so angry. <laughs> fucking John Philip Sousa all over again. <laughs> um, best song of winter, Happy by Pharrell Williams. Best song of spring, All of Me by John Legend. Best song of summer, Rude by Magic. Best song of autumn. Um, I just want to go on record that I, in July, said this would be the song of summer. Granted, it wasn't summer. It was autumn. But fuck everyone for doubting me. All about that bass by Megan Trainer. You did say that. I did. I went on record in like July saying this song was going to be fucking wildfire and no one believed me. And I got to say, it is pretty freaking good. It's a damn catchy song. My six-year-old singing it and he's never heard it. Fuck everyone for doubting me. I have good taste, motherfuckers. Um, hey, I'm not sure who is doubting you because the internet. Yeah. Let's see here. Breakout genre, Metropolis. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this is an entry. Uh, interesting entry. Uh, the track each country loved. Some songs rock the globe. Others captured specific countries. So by individual country, it has the top played track. Um, in the United States, what do you think the top played track for Spotify was? No for clue. 2014. I mean, I guess I could look at the list, but... You could. I'd rather just ruin your question. Okay. <laughs> it's an artist that I absolutely love, and I've seen twice um 3005 by childish cambino oh yeah oh yeah random yeah (laughs) um let's see here uruguay no one knows fuck that guy fuck this person fuck them yeah we're gonna go through countries here but no one knows oh what was that in canada uh enrique iglesias <laughs> well, I, you just you just clicked out. I couldn't hear what you said. What was the number one in Canada? Canada? The most played track was Enrique Iglesias. Really? Yeah, it's random. Yeah, it's, random. Uh, it's obviously going to be a She's lot of local bringing down tracks. that that Canadian money these days. Apparently, I'm trying to jump around. Oh, so Italy. Uh, it's a new track that came out in the States. It's called Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. I don't care for it very much. Uh, let's see here. I'm jumping around to see other countries. Are there any more interesting facts? Um, I don't care about Uruguay. Okay. Uh, Russia doesn't it. cap Spotify. What's that? What's that? I said Russia doesn't have Spotify. Yeah, it's it skipped a lot of countries. I I named the most interesting countries, but now it's our specific uh, it's our specific information. So, uh, yeah. Let's go th- start us off to our uh, top genres. Jen. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Shen. Um, no, he's Sean. <laughs> 
I'm Sean, oh, just so there's no confusion. How embarrassing. All right. So we're going for genre? Yeah. You're going to be real shocked by this. You mentioned it um, in, in the chat. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so name your pop. name the most played. Twenty percent. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ed Sheeran uh, is my top. He's my top artist. Ed Sheeran I miss is all my of top your artist. Top genres. She only named one. Oh, oh! I only named one. Name them all and tell the percentages. All right. 35%. Rock, 20%. Dance pop, 18%. I feel like that should really be more. Um, pop rock, 16%. Alternative rock, 14%. That's about right. That comes to 100. <laughs> <laughs> math. <That's> math. <laughs> and then, okay, so I'll do, I'll do mine next. So <laughs> this mine will be no surprise to anybody who knows me either. Um, 31% indie rock, <laughs> 22% alternative rock, 19% indie pop, 16% hip hop, and 14% singer songwriter. Huh. That's that is spot on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, That's the Spotify definition of a, of Shen. Yeah, it Mine is. Mine was very shocking to me. I didn't expect that I listened to this much of this particular genre, but apparently I did. Um, 22% hip-hop. <laughs> um, 21% alternative rock. 20% alternative hip-hop. What? I don't know what that means. Um, so, real quick. Half 22- of what you listen to is definitely alternative hip-hop. So, real quick. 22% hip-hop. 21% alternative rock. Twenty percent alternative hip hop, twenty percent pop rap. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't get it. And then nineteen percent indie rock. Eh, okay, okay, so, okay. So did we do top artist, top album, and top whatever? Because I did. Yet. Okay, let's do that so let's next. Let's do top artist, top album, and top playlist. I'm just interested in that too. Oh, my playlists are not very fancy. Oh, you can click your top fives, too. I yeah. didn't realize that. So my top artist, um, I had – because I mentioned this to uh, – Do your uh, top five. I, I will. But I mentioned this to a listener of the podcast, Margie, because um, she's the one who sent me this link originally. Um, I had to explain why this person was my number one artist. I listen to him when I'm sleeping – when I'm working, when I'm trying to relax, when I'm taking a bath, when I'm concentrating, when I'm not concentrating, when I'm playing video games, when I'm doing absolutely everything. This is usually the music that's on in the background simply because it helps me relax and it helps me just let everything go. It is an album called Japanese Relaxation and Meditation Music. <laughs> yeah. I can dig it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it just helps me get to a certain place. So um, that was my number one artist of the year. Number two, Bo Burnham uh, for comedy. And number three, Eric Satie. It's classical music. I absolutely fucking love it. 
Number four, Kanye West. And number five, Elton John. Hmm. That's a good list. Yeah. That's not a bad list. Um, mine were number one, Death Cab for Cutie. No surprise. I just Wilco. No, <laughs> it isn't actually. Number two, The National. Okay. Number three, Pixies. Okay. Number four, Elliot Smith. Mm-hmm. And number five, Hannibal Burris. Hannibal fucking Burris. I love that dude. I, I do. Met him. He's great. Yeah, he he seems like a like a good guy. He's the one who blew the fucking lid on the Bill Cosby thing. Oh, totally. So, all right, albums. Or no, Jen has a guy. Jen. All right. Number one. Are we going five to one or one to five? One to five. One to five. One to five. Uh, Number one, Ed Sheeran. Number number two. Yeah, no surprise. The rest of them, they're they're gonna surprise you because they surprised me actually. Um, number two is the Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra, um, and that I have that on there. It's part of a compilation, but that is, um, I do the same thing. I cannot. I love music. I love to listen to music. I but at work I use it to drown out ambient noise. Yeah. So and I can't if it's a song I I like. I'm going to get distracted from what I'm doing. So it needs, it needs to be something non-annoying and so, so you tune out, but it helps you re- like get into a zone. Absolutely. And I can yeah. do that with some classical music. And then Shen and I found back at our former place of employment that this one playlist I kept listening to a pre-built one on Spotify. It was called focus or something. And, mm. and I was sent Shen a song and he was like, that's weird. He's like, what is that? And then we like looked it up and it was called, it's, a genre called atmospheric rock. It's was pretty fun. Like, uh, was there like explosions in the sky on it? Like, what? like a physical explosion in the sky? No, the band explosions in the sky. Oh, I'm possibly. I don't ever. I'm always. Wor- I always have my Spotify minimized. So, and they don't. I mean, there's no lyrics in any of these songs. So I have no idea who they are. I'm a big fan of that type of music. You probably like that playlist. Do make say think episode. Okay. If you if you can get through the terrible audio. Oh, is that the one with the shitty audio? Yeah, that's the one we did a I'm sorry podcast for. Oh, that's right. I'm I'm a big fan of that type of music. So. All right, I'll check it out. So. Oh, I'm sorry. And to continue on, that was only number two. So number three (laughs) is Kristen Bell. Number four, Adina Menzel, and you know why. Do you want to build a snowman? Exactly. Doesn't have to be a snowman. Um, yeah, my okay, kid. <laughs> my kids fucked this up. <laughs> um, they enhanced it. Uh, I guess they made it very embarrassing for me when I have my my. More embarrassing than Japanese traditional music. No. Yeah. <laughs> You know no, what? it makes sense. You're a mom. Right. It's fine. Yeah. But wait Robert till we get to top Japanese albums. Stuff, so it, it makes sense. It's fine. Who doesn't like the Japanese? I mean, come on. Uh, well, Pearl Harbor aside. World War II. <laughs> I was going to say Pearl Harbor aside. I exclusively drive their cars. There you go. All right. So that was. Um, oh, and then the fifth one is this. Um, oh, where did it go? I'm, I don't know, Albinoni. Um, Oh, oh, it's a, it's, it's uh, an artist that does classic music. So it's, you know, 
more so i have my ed sheeran who i haven't even listened to in months um stacked up against against two classical music artists and the singers from frozen <laughs> do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> right, do we want to do um top albums too we can do top albums yeah okay um i'll go my my number and this makes perfect sense my number one album was Trouble Will Find Me by The National. Mm. Uh, number two, Indie Cindy by Pixies. Really? Critically panned. I love it. Static and distortion panned. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, totally. We all panned it. And I, I still think it's a pretty shitty Pixies album, but I, I just enjoy it for what it is. I think it's, I, I like the album as, as a piece of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, know I, I still stand by everything I said in any of the Pixies episodes, but... Um, number three was Live from Chicago by Hannibal Burris. It's a great album. It is a great – that's my favorite Hannibal Burris album so far. Um, number four was kind of surprising. Um, Ugly and Angry by Chris Porter. Really? Yeah. I, and I like the album. It's a it's a funny album. It's great comedy. And then number five was The Weatherman by Gregory Allen Isakoff. It's a great album. It's a great album. Um, my number one, once again – Japanese traditional music. Um, like I said, I listen to it fucking constantly. Um, number two, Jen. I just have to say, Frozen soundtrack. Fantastic. <laughs> nice. Um, number three, uh, St. Peter and 57th Street by the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Um, number four, Words, Words, Words by Bo Burnham. And number five, the collector's edition soundtrack to Jaws. Oh, that's nice. So there's a lot of good scores. Yeah. That's good. Good list. Okay. I have to tell you that I have not even thought of Bo Burnham <laughs> in a good five years. But you want to know something fucked up? Is he popped top five? No, he popped up in my mind earlier today because my boss said something like "get thee to a nunnery," and that immediately <laughs> reminded me of what Bo for show. Okay. So I was just like, I'm like, oh my god, it's just like Bo Burnham, and my boss didn't know who he was, so I had to, you know, send a link message with a uh, with Bo Burnham in it to my boss so he could get what it was and he and then he writes back he goes this is just horrible <laughs> i love bo burnham i think bo burnham is is he's only like 23 24 and he already has three or four comedy albums out i really think that he is the um the upcoming voice for a new generation of uh comedy artists so uh he's absolutely fantastic so i'm sorry to interrupt and no completely bring this show to a screeching halt no no uh, i think i feel about bo burnham like i feel about Stephen lynch they're oh, so okay. they're so talented like i i think they're hilarious and um but sometimes i think bo burnham gets a little too uh big for his britches no aggressive like his comedy is almost like attacks you sometimes but i like that yeah and i like observational yeah. Like I've been going through, I've been on a, I've been on a real comedian tear. And if you ever have an, a static podcast about the billion comedians you've listened to on Spotify, I'll, I'm going to be on that one. Jen, don't get me fucking started because I am a stand up comedy fan, and we can go on and on and on about it. That friends will be 
Another a whole other are podcast. Add a fifth pod, are we gonna add Don't a fifth podcast? Fucking started because I am a stand-up comedy fan. Fucking, I, I love it. I Let's, absolutely love it. We we can comedy that. Yeah, that no. funny. That funny. <laughs> that funny. <gasps> no, it should just be called word. No. <laughs> no. I think you're fired already. You're fired. Johnson, get out of here. <laughs> Anywho. And for her first and only episode of the Static Podcast. Right. Jen ruined it. This I fire everybody on every episode, so you should feel honored. Ah, thank you. And this is why we don't have nice things, just so you just so you guys know. I also have no authority to fire anybody. <laughs> it's by committee. It, yeah, it's there it was the static and the static and distortion board of directors. I was going to me, static, Chris, and Robert. The static and distortion electoral college. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what you vote for because the electoral college has it in the in the end. Um, anywho, my top five albums. Number one, Frozen. It's a beast. It's everywhere. It is a beast. It is. It's. I mean, and I'm not. I can't even lie because. Yeah, my kids like it, but my kids like it because I like it. <laughs> like, they never would have heard it if I didn't buy them the movie and, you know, constantly play the Frozen soundtrack like when we were in the car That's and stuff. True. Yeah. So I made them. I'm like, you like what mommy likes. <laughs> as long as they get past Dave Matthews, we're okay. <laughs> um, number two, the 50 greatest pieces of classical music. And mm. that's another one of my thinking, you know, focus um because it's it's a really good uh, arrangement and it's classical music you're familiar with like in the public domain um but it's good it's a lot of things you um you'd expect to hear in a compilation of classical music but then there's also some new ones in there they're very in their they're you know 1700s 1800s uh or 1800s, 1900s, I should say, you know, classical musicians, and some of it sounds very modern. So I thought it was, I, it's nice, but then sometimes something, you know, pricks up your ear as you're focused in. So number three, are you guys still with me? Are you, have you fallen asleep? I'm here. I'm eating, okay. um, I'm eating Starburst, so I'm okay. myself. Very so you nice. don't hear this the entire time. Nom, 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 nom. Exactly. Um, okay. Oh, I... Hold on. Hold, hold the phone, Mabel. Uh, there it is. Okay. My page flipped over. Oh, sorry. It's got to reload. I broke the internets. Fucking everything up. These yep. wasn't me this time. That's right. Starburst is delicious. It is delicious. Oh, no. Oh, no. It says, oops, we can't pull your data right now. They're like, yeah, you've refreshed this like 17 times. Bitch, it ain't changing. (laughs) All right. Uh, Sorry. Mm -hmm. We are at like an hour and 20 minutes already. Well, you have to shave off like the first forty-five. Not really. No, that's I restarted it. He restarted it. Yeah. Okay, so okay, 
real quick. My top five albums. We're back now. Uh, number three, the fucking Fresh Beat Band, which... Uh, what? I mean, yeah, I don't even want to talk about that. Oh, that's, we're going to pretend that never happened. Yes, yes. Unlike the time that I played the Barney song, you screenshotted it, circled it, and posted it on Facebook. <laughs> I put you on so much blast. Yeah, you did. And I'm like, it's for the kids. And then um, and that was the t- when I didn't. Qu- I, I we were friends and we had good rapport, but I'd never just thrown you under the bus like that before. And I wasn't exactly sure if you were going to laugh at it or hate me. And you knew I laughed. You know, and, and now you know. Like you could even picture. You could send me a picture of you lighting my garage on fire and be like, "Ha, huh, that's funny." Because <laughs> your garage burned down. Because my garage burned down. It was not Shen. It was, no, a- it was not me. <laughs> this time um so yeah fresh beat band and um number four is the tarzan soundtrack from disney's tarzan where uh what's his name phil collins did the oh you'll be in my heart exactly and that's another one too like they've seen the movie because it's free on spotify but um i put from distance you can stop now, dude. Oh, God. Your day job, sir. I'm going to ask that you please don't quit it. Um, and Neither quit it nor forget it. Yes. Uh, and also maybe check yourself before you... Before I wreck myself? You, you're already wrecked, dude. I'm sorry. Your chickity check before you riggedy wreck, just so you know. Um, I'm opening more Starburst. This is just devolving into chaos. Yeah, it is. Okay, number five is the Despicable Me soundtrack, or just Despicable Me Two, because I love the fucking song "Happy," and I also yes, and I also love a song by Pharrell called uh, "Just a Cloud Away." So those two songs, and that's for me, baby. That is not for my kids. I I'm gonna own my number five Despicable Me Two original motion picture soundtrack, all me. Yeah, ain't no shame. <laughs> I like Pharrell. Word. Indeed. So we can, we um, can like, skip top playlist, I guess, huh? Yeah, let's yeah. let's skip top playlist. Do we even want to get into top ten tracks? Well, you've seen what I. I think seen... that's just going to be weird. Although I like my list. My list is pretty sweet. Um, my list is the entire Frozen album. Um, interspersed by Jake Bugg's Lightning Bolt and Eminem's Berserk. <laughs> That's a good track, too. <laughs> but it's like You're Let It Go by Demi Lovato and then Berserk by Eminem and then In Summer by Josh Gad mm-hmm. from the Frozen soundtrack. Do we want to do top ten or not? Just hi- pull out a highlight. Pull out one maybe you didn't think was going to be there. I All of the ones on there make sense. So Yeah, mine- same with mine. I'll just I'll just read it. What, what the heck? Um, I'll start with number ten. I'll count down. Number ten, "Modern Girl" by Slater Kenny. Um, number nine, "Magic" by Coldplay. Number eight, "Silver Timothy" by Damian Gerardo. Number seven, "Amsterdam" by Gregory Allen Isakoff. Number six, "There She Goes" by Sidewalk Chalk. Um, number five, "Old School Love" featuring Ed Sheeran by Lupe Fiasco. I like that song. Yeah, and then North by Sleeping at Last at number four. Number three, Ben's My Friend by Sun Kill Moon. 
um, which is a song about Ben Gibbard, the lead singer of Death Cab for Cutie. Um, <laughs> of course it is. Of course. Number two, Red Eyes by The War on Drugs. And number one was Greens and Blues by Pixies. Hmm. Jen, what's yours? Oh, you already kind of went over. Yeah, it's all frozen. She half-assed it. Mine, number 10, uh, Diamonds on the Souls for Shoes by Paul Simon. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Number nine, uh, Eple by uh, Roy Scott. Number eight, Break It by Danny Brown. Number seven, Forever by Haim. Number six, it's um, John Chamber's favorite band, Knife Party. Bonfire. <laughs> that's actually that's the one knife party song I will listen to. Uh, number five, Bobby Caldwell, "What You Won't Do for Love." Ooh. Um, number four and number three is kind of weird. Uh, it, they're both the Moon song from the Her soundtrack, but one of them is the Karen O version, which is number three, and number four is the Scarlett Johansson version. Um, number two is "Lay Me Down" by Sam Smith, and number one is "Higher Ground" by Tonight. Interesting. I have to say something about Karen O. Um, you don't like her. Love her. Love her uh, yeah, to death. She's, she's cool. And um, I recently have come across, like, I was obsessed with the song Maps. Was, um, oh. For the Yeah, Yeah, Yes. Yes. And um, there's also, I think it was also with... Um, the yeah 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 the song heads will roll came up in a playlist and i was like that song is fantastic and then robert you might know this being the shoe the gym shoe junkie that you are um do you remember there was a really cool adidas commercial probably oh four oh five it was like a dream sequence this guy like lays down to bed but he's like just all over the you know he's like up and he's running and he's mm-hmm. doing all this but the song that was in that commercial was fucking hypnotizing and i mean we're talking like primitive googling days at this point in time like i had to search through my aol tool toolbar wow and uh-huh. but i was just like what is song in adidas video and it literally took me probably like three months for it to get finally you know for the internet to know but it, it was karen o she did this mm. haunting uh just you know whatever 60 second clip because i never found it anywhere else it was never referenced never had it was just like whenever you look up adidas commercial karen oh that that song comes up mm-hmm. so i just had to sorry i had to bin and give my two cents on karen oh oh and also in any instance where um Rock Band, the video game, is present. I am not allowed to sing Maps unless it's my birthday, and then I can sing Maps all night long. <laughs> and I did. And I do. And I've never listened to the song since. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. All right. I think what's that's next? Everything. I think we're um, good. Yeah. Do we want to do? Do we want to do um, their seasonal favorites, what you liked yeah. in winter, spring, summer, fall? Yeah. And then there's the total amount of time, which we already talked about. Yeah, mine is. The- what was the day of the week that you listened to Spotify the most? Friday. Thursday. Mine's Thursday. I average four hours on Thursday. Thursday and Friday are tied for me, but it highlights Friday, so. Yeah, nice. Wednesday and Thursday are tied for me, which is funny because that's like my busiest time. That was always my busiest time at work. 
Yeah. Because I wasn't doing shit the, other, the next two days. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, 28,931 minutes. But I mean, again, my kids are skewing this. My husband and I share a Spotify account. So when I'm at work, he, all I know, like I'll get up to go to the washroom and come back and the playlist on my desktop version at work all of a sudden says the fucking Fresh Beat, van, Fresh Beat Band. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's lunchtime. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, when Margie sent this to me, she's like, oh. Me and my boyfriend Harrison, we listened to Spotify like a total of 313 hours for the year. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Did they and just then, get it? Well, yeah, I was like, that's cool. And then I pulled up my Spotify and I was like, oh, 29,000 minutes. Let me do, 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 do. And it was like 460 something hours. And I'm like, well, Randy usually listens to it offline because she doesn't have internet at work. Oh. So it's mainly just me. So I listen to a lot of fucking Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I didn't even think about that. So 37,000. Let's see how many hours that is. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Uh, where's my calculator? 37,000. Don't forget to calculate for FICA. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, divided by 60 minutes an hour. So that's 617 hours of music. I was like four something, four, 460 something. So I've listened to 25.71 days worth of music on Spotify this year. Okay, Aren't you I'm, fancy, Sean? Hey, figure this out for me because my I'm on my phone <laughs> that has my that has my Spotify on it, so I can't toggle to the calculator. Oh. So I, I spent seven percent of my year listening to Spotify. All right. Let's, let's run Jen's numbers. Wait a math it. Wait a math it out, John. That just sounds weird to call you John. Anyways, I had twenty eight thousand nine hundred thirty one minutes. Okay, so divide that by sixty, and you've listened to four hundred eighty two point one eight hours of music. Divide that by twenty four. You've listened to twenty days of music. That's pretty cool. It's going to be and so much. Five percent of your year, you've listened to music. That's so crazy. It's going to be so much more next year because now I have no streaming restriction on on Spotify. It does not use my data. Bring it on! Oh, isn't that cool? Yeah. Next. Um, I think that's about it, actually. Yeah, I think I think it is. I got I got to say my piece about some stuff. I got to chime in. You got to be on the show you used to I only did. listen to as a kid. Back in your day. Yeah. Um, I know. It's like, like Jen had fulfilling a childhood dream. Uh Jen picked the opening song, so I'm gonna let Jen pick the closing song. What do you want? Yeah, absolutely. Take me to church by Hosier. Oh my fucking Christ. <laughs> I was gonna spit it out at the beginning of the podcast. I'm like, nah, nah. I gotta, I gotta keep confidence in, my, in me. High. Yeah. All right. Um, does anybody? Well, else I'd have... say oh, you, you're, you're, you're hired as a replacement. Yeah. Does uh, anyone Woo-hoo. have anything? Pass the interview. To add in. No. The thanks for the glasses. <laughs> thanks oh, for fucking sitting in for glass because he's a bitch. No problem. Thanks for thinking thinking of me when you're looking for the replacement. 
So I'm always happy to be a ringer. Um, for the I think for the upcoming episodes, we're gonna do start doing fucking Christmas music, which John probably hates. Also, I Jen don't hates. hate Christmas music. You're I hate grumpa. bad Christmas music. Who's a grumpa? <laughs> I'm a grumpa. I, I, I do hate Christmas music. So you hate okay. Christmas music? I, I mean, I there's a I can listen to a few things, but for the most part, I just want to stab faces. And as a comment, I think I said to Shen earlier, I want to um, take most Christmas music and uppercut it in the head so the head pops out of its body. Wow. Um, Real quick, while I remember it, Jen, when did you become a communist? Um, uh, My directive from Soviet Russia says I'm not supposed to say anything about that. We straight <laughs> no. back to the eighties. It's a fucking yep. cold war all over again. Um, yeah, I don't, are you guys doing anything this weekend? Because I need some help building a wall. <laughs> you got jokes. Um, <laughs> I got jokes. I got jokes. So, uh, for the Static and Distortion podcast, I am Robert. I'm John. I'm Jen. Wow. That was <laughs> great timing. Um, and because Jen is our guest, she gets to pick the closing song. So it is Take Me to Church by Hosier. I hope Ooh. your ears don't bleed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Enjoy your week. Bye. You too. Bye. Lover's got Bye forever. She's the giggle at a funeral. Knows everybody's disapproval. I should have worshipped her sooner. If the heavens ever did speak, she's the last true mouthpiece. Every Sunday's getting more bleak. Fresh poison each week. We were born sick. You heard them say it. My church offers no absolutes. She tells me worship in the bedroom. The only heaven I'll be sent to is when I'm alone with you. I was born sick.